is up everybody welcome to the midnight exchange i'm your i guess co-host zachary here with mario how's it going mario good good just uh early start to a productive day say that that's good that's what i like to hear uh, if, if mario sounds a little bit different it's because he sat on his microphone cable so it's uh, a little messed up Thanks, Zach. I was going to sweep down under the rug, but I can always, <laughs> can always count. I got to rip the bandaid off. Yeah, I appreciate that. Oh, hold Not on. I'm going to have to put some headphones in here. Oh, yeah. You're going to get me echoing up in there so much. We'll give Mario a minute. Give us some buffer. Give us some buffer. <laughs> All I got is my AirPods. Should be fine. The audio quality might be better. Anyway. Okay. Is that, that better? Wrong. No. You were worse? It's worse? Yeah, it's worse. Just uh, keep your audio mic in the uh, from the computer. Okay. How about now? That's better. All right. All right. <laughs> Should we leave all that in or, or cut that out? I'll leave it in. I mean, what the hell? There we go. All right. So welcome. Welcome back. Uh, How's everything been, Mario? I, I know yesterday was uh what was it, a good day, huh? Uh yeah, yesterday was my birthday. So that was uh it was a birthday in the time of COVID, which I know you experienced before me. So uh um, yes, I have. You know, not not that nothing bad. I mean, as it is, I got to celebrate over the weekend. So uh yesterday was just, you know, hanging out with family and um Hanging out with the people most important. So that was the that was the gist of it. But uh, I'm still I'm still waiting for my waiting for my gift sack. So uh, hey, I gotta you, come. I gotta come stop by and yeah. see you later this week. So I'll bring you know, something. I gotta you know I'm keeping tabs. Keeping tabs. No, I let the audience. I let the audience know if uh, if I'm I don't recall getting a gift myself. For whoa, my whoa, birthday, whoa, 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 whoa. Anyways, I'll, I, I'll I make do have to come see you though. So. <laughs> all right all right well we'll both bring something um how old did you turn uh i'm not disclosing that for midnight exchange that's gonna be a, a mystery all right, we'll bleep it out we'll bleep it out Ex- right. expose it to me yeah i turned okay all right i was close i was i was like you know 28 or 29 so nah, cool cool i mean i got a, I got two more years two more years until right. I, until i'm gone until you're a millionaire i'm just kidding that's all <laughs> i'm gone that's more good as hell that's that really is morbid. You just it's why, but the there's just like time. this. There's this stigma, at least in my mind, with with thirty. Of um, I mean, even though I feel like the way the way society has pushed back things, thirty is like the new forty. If you think about it, just think about. It. I mean, the yeah. stuff the stuff my parents had at twenty one, twenty two, uh, that you could afford back then was was bonkers but then again if you're listening to this podcast like in, Mo- in montana you can't relate because you can buy a house over there for like a hundred thousand probably or two hundred thousand oh, it's it's crazy and and over here you're you pay you know for a one bedroom well you have a one bedroom you're paying like you know if you want to share that's there. cheap 1600 i'm spending 1200 because just because um and yeah, I mean, in another state, this would probably be like 800 bucks, maybe 600 oh, bucks. Oh, absolutely. In fact, up in North Carolina, I know 
over in near Greensboro, I believe. Um, well, one, one of Kayla's cousins lived over there. Uh, this girl had, well, it was a, a one-bedroom apartment, but it was a nice apartment, two stories, and it it was lit. I swear it was like seven hundred dollars. <laughs> as you know, many square feet as this, if not more. What's crazy is, I mean, same, actually. none of my none of the friends that I know have moved out. Well, like most of my friends have not moved out solo. Nobody's been able to like afford really? it. See, yeah. that's one thing I've noticed that as well, and that's something I didn't want to do. I didn't want to move out and have to have a roommate. Yeah, it's I I wouldn't. No one would get along with my schedule, especially not not when I have weeks like last week. It, it just it wouldn't work well. Yeah. So I I'm thankful I can I can move out on my own. It's uh, very difficult to do nowadays unless you you get blessed with a really really good job. A lot of times. Yeah. No, it's tough. It's it's really it's either that or you or you get support from your parents. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's essentially that if you're able to find that good opportunity, I just find it like, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's, I guess it's difficult depending on what field you go into, right? Like if you put in the work and you become like, you know, a pharmacist or something like that, then you're, you're fine. You could go for whatever you want. Yeah. But, um, for people who take a more general route, it's definitely harder to, um, to get to like a point where you're earning enough to live by yourself or support a family. So, I mean, the God forbid, sucks, like in though, South Florida, like if you get yeah. married and you want, and your wife wants to stay home with the kids, like you're not, like she has to work. <laughs> it's just, unless For the majority of people. Yes. Yeah. 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 So how, how much, sure. how much do you have to clear? You got to literally to be married and have a, a one worker home. You would have to clear. I would say you easily got to clear 200,000 in South Florida. Or $150,000? For, I mean, what size home are we talking about? I'm assuming you're... I'm talking like, I'm I'm not not just talking... I'm not just talking about husband and wife. I'm talking home and and kids. I don't know. I don't think it's that... It depends on where you are, obviously. I don't think it's that quite that high. I mean, as long as you're frugal, you can get by on... on Mortgage, health insurance. uh, I'm paying it all right now. Well, yeah, but you're, pay, you're paying it for for one. You're gonna, you're gonna pay. Yeah, I know. You're gonna pay. It's not. It's not quite double, but I mean, you're gonna pay a little bit more. That's for sure. Um, but I don't. I don't know. I don't. It's I would say, bad, but it's not like that bad. I'm not saying like just scraping by. I'm saying like living comfortably. Very comfortably. Well, yeah. I mean, two would be great. Yeah, two yeah. would definitely help out with that. So that's what I, I would think. say I would say like closer to 150 would be like a real comfortable. Place. I did start at 150. I said 150 to 200. Mm-hmm. You know, 200, you're living yeah. really, you're living comfy. Yeah, you're or living real comfy. Decently okay. comfy, decently comfy. You never know. You never know what other yeah. expenses you got. The more you make, the more the, you got to spend. It's true. The other thing that sucks though with a lot of people, I mean, back to like the whole. Uh, I mean, I know we're going down a rabbit trail, but going back to the whole pharmacist thing. There, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that go to school and they come out with a hundred plus thousand dollars in debt, and they don't end up getting a great job, and that that I'm, sends you back. So I am like surprised. Sure, when there either. I'm surprised by the amount of people I meet with um, with debt coming out of college, and it's just oh, a, it's just a normal thing, you know. And it's just, I think the competitive advantage. I don't want to discourage anybody out there, but. 
I think the competitive advantage of having a degree is just so much lower nowadays than it was in the 80s or, in, or the 90s. Maybe, I don't even think the 90s was that great necessarily, but 70, 70s and 80s. I mean, that was like a huge thing. And now it's just like, so what? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think even personally for me, it's like I don't, I don't look at it as like a major um, thing. If I was like hiring somebody, like I could care less about their degree for the most part. Yeah, it does. It tells me nothing. It doesn't tell me how they do with their job. It doesn't tell me how well they work with people. It just says, oh, they can do coursework. It's mm-hmm. something you don't even know about that too, because cheating in college, I'm sure, is very easy. Yeah, I mean, you can cheat anywhere, but when you got textbooks and textbooks are online. I plead the fifth. Um, you know, I've never cheated in my life. So I honestly, I wouldn't know. Didn't run into those crowds. Just it's kidding, bro. Possible. You know how easy it is on an online course to go and just type oh in like, so and so quiz, you know. Oh, granted, you it's could a, do what I've got right now. I've got three yeah. screens here. You could just be, or, or have an ultra wide, and you're just like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, what's the answer to this question? You know, and there you go. Universities are being really hit right now because, um, they have to decide they're going to do the virtual classes or in dorm classes. And at the end of the day, you, you send a kid to school, right? Send, say you send a kid to dorm room and board at a school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're paying 50,000, 60,000, you know, possibly depending on what school you send the, the kid to. I, it's super expensive for room and board. It's, Dude, it's really expensive. stupid. It's stupid expensive. So you send you do that for one or two kids, and you're you're spending buku money as a parent, or if the kid didn't get a scholarship, and then mention the classes yeah. on top of that. And so they want to; they're expecting the same revenue coming in for virtual. I mean, why do kids room and board they, for the college experience? Right? I don't. That's the only reason. It, it's for the college experience, just to make friends, just to experience college or whatever it is. Um, and colleges can't expect that they're going to make that revenue. I don't know, bro. They Not from a virtual to, class. They're like they're getting the education. No, it doesn't matter. You're selling education and experience. Not just education. You know, the 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 one good thing about college or universities is the networking that you get there. But that I feel like is not even as good as it was a while ago. I think it depends. Because people get, you know, sucked into these little bubbles and they just they don't branch out. It depends what circles you're running with. I mean, um, I've met some good people that I still stay in co- contact with from FIU, mm-hmm. but not not a ton. I mean, I feel like you'd have to get involved with. Uh, I'm like anti click of a person, but, but you'd have to go in with a frat, like a frat known for you know connections or whatever. But yeah, I could give a damn about that for the most part. You'll, you'll meet people eventually, and network. Absolutely. Um, but yes, you're absolutely right. It's like for networking, but there's so many different things you could do to network. Like you go to meetups, you can go to and not spend a hundred fifty thousand dollars. You can do it for free, exactly. Or you know, the cost of a beer, exactly. Cost a few drinks. Yeah, it's it's just crazy to me that that you can go to college. I don't want to stick on the topic, but it's just crazy to me that that you can go to college and come out with a hundred fifty plus thousand dollars in debt that you're not going to pay off until you're sixty. Or if how you have yeah, a good job. How about this? If you want to study to be like a psychiatrist or somebody who's like they cap you. Like in those jobs, you are capped at what you can make at the end of the day. Right? Mm-hmm. So you will you can make it to the upper echelon of your field, but you're gonna be capped at X amount. 
you're coming out immediately with debt that your job has capped you. Like you're studying, I don't even know, master's is what, like two years for master's, right? Uh, it depends on what it is, I think. Depends on the program. Uh, you say, so. say you do a master's and a doctorate work. You're studying for six, eight years. I'm, I'm counting undergraduate, and you end, you leave there making like sixty <laughs> or, 50, or fifty. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if I was putting in that many years of studying for something. Oh, it's oh crazy. my god! It's not going to be for that. Hell no. No. You know. You know what the the uh, the craziest one to me is when you're studying to become a medical examiner, which I almost did uh, a while. Well, a long time ago when I was like 16, it's kind of one of the things that I had wanted to do. Cause a I medical to examiner, to like one of those creepy guys who goes to the crime scene and, uh, it, yeah, that does the autopsies and things like that. Yeah. That's disturbing, Zach. I used to, well, I, so I used to be into, um, like Dexter? criminology, CSI and things like that. And I, I was at, I actually had a course that I took at a college while I was in high school up in. I mean, I wasn't in high school up in another state, but the college was up in another state. I went there for like a camp. So I was at a course there for CSI and I had one of the top uh, like educators for, uh, was it the CSI? I think it was the FBI or something. I, I can't remember what it was. It may not have been FBI. Yeah. One, one, of, the, one of these places. And uh, we went over all, all, you know, crime scene investigation and all this stuff and uh, I mean, I I did great at that, and it was it was fun. I loved it. I enjoyed it. I liked it before I went. That's why I wanted to go. Uh, and afterwards, the guy was like, you know, hey, you know, here's my number. If you ever want to do anything, I'll get you in anywhere you want to go. And it was, I was like, okay. But then I got into production, and that kind of went out the went out the window. But uh, that was really fun. So you know, getting to figure out and solve a crime, figure out how someone died. Uh, you know, I mean, you get you get to guess the age of of, of people and how they die just by holding their skull, like a uh, you know after after the body's gone. That was cool, actually. I did get to do that. I guessed the age properly, the gender properly, which wouldn't. Never mind. Uh, I we're, guess we're, the. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say which might not be correct nowadays, but uh, <laughs> I got the age, I got the gender, I got the the way that they died, and then where and how the the um, bones were stored until uh, you know they were uncovered just by looking at the skull, which was cool. So I wanted to go into become a medical examiner, and anyways, to, to start getting to the end of this little story, uh, to become a medical examiner. I think you have to go to school for 11 years, okay? Plus, when you get out, 11 years. if I remember correctly, yeah, but when you get out, if I remember correctly, you cannot even get a job, not because they don't exist. You can't get a job because you have to be an apprentice for, I think it's what, five more years? And yeah. like, it's, it's not, I mean, once you, once you get past that, you can make like $600,000 a year, you get a lot of money doing that. It's it's a really lucrative thing once you get there, but it takes you till you're about 40 to even get close. Well, you know what though? I mean, I didn't know where you were going with that story until the end, uh, which I'm slightly, you would have been the guy who is like, who sees blood and, be, and sees like blood on the wall and be like, the blood did a 45 degree splat from, this, <laughs> from, the, from the victim's temple, which means <laughs> the subject shot the gun from the doorway and caused the ricochet off the skull that caused the blood splatter. 
which <laughs> down here, and his blood is curdling, which means that he has a lack of hemoglobin in his blood, which means <laughs> that he was possibly diabetic, or at least could not digest milk. And then <laughs> <laughs> could digest milk. <laughs> I'm not Dexter. I wouldn't have been a blood spatter analyst, but uh, a medical examiner definitely would would have been fun. A blood spatter analyst is something different. Oh yeah, it's completely different. Completely different. <clears throat> you know, I always blood, blood spatter I, analyst is literally what Dexter is. I feel like medical examiners are like one trauma away from turning into a murderer. Like just a murderer. <laughs> actually, no. That unfortunate like, moment, someone's not actually dead, but you, you you do the you cut them open. You'd have to pay me a lot to do that because if I had to see some shit like that every single day at work, I mean. I mean, you got to pay me a lot, man, because I, I, you could not do that job for 20 years, dude. There's no way. No, the, the salary is a lot. I'll tell you that. I mean, 600000 is ridiculous. I think, I, I, I think that's what it is. I'm going to look this up. Medical examiner. Watch me be completely is this a, wrong. Is this just, a wild statistic? I'm going to start I don't, trademarking these statistics. I don't think so. Let's see here. Yeah, to give us some. Uh... The average pay is three hundred and thirty-seven thousand, and then I can see it going up towards a senior level to closer to four fifty-five hundred. So maybe not quite six, but it gets up there with bonuses. If you correct, like oh yeah, with bonuses, it, and you get like three I mean, three murders benefits. right in a row. You don't kill anybody for a year. <laughs> you don't steal any skulls from from the uh, evidence lockup. Um, yeah, I could see it. Maybe you take some of the Coke from the, from the, from the evidence lockup. You start selling it on the side. Yeah. You can easily clear 600,000. Easily. Yeah, totally. Totally. You start selling organs from the body. Oh, oh my God. Even more lucrative. Yeah. More yeah. lucrative. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay. I have a backup plan. I'd be the worst. I'd, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be throwing up on every scene. <laughs> That's <laughs> this guy. He's That's great, but bad. he's just, he, he throws up every time he gets to the scene. <laughs> oh my god not good you're, you're gonna taint every scene every crime scene not good no i wouldn't think that just throwing up every no crime. you'd taint every crime scene oh yeah yeah, yeah for sure i would be arrested vomit all over the place I'd be, it seems it seems <laughs> the murderer, he did it again he's the murderer <laughs> threw up no that's just our medical examiner he's excellent but <laughs> you know you can't keep his stomach it's just this one thing. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't like blood, weirdly enough. Yeah. He's <laughs> so yeah, that was <laughs> He doesn't like blood. He's uh he's very disturbed by it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that was uh that was my plan a while back. But eleven years of upper education debt is not something I wanna be paying back. Even you got to pay for all that. That's why I got to pay you so much. Because by the time you retire, you have any hope of of paying off your debt. Oh yeah, takes forever. Mm. So, did you watch? Anyways, the, that's my little story there. Did you watch the Democratic watch National Convention yesterday? I was watching some of it last night. Yeah, I watched none of it. Give me like it, a give me like a primer. Dude, it was just like the. I'm sure you know though. Everything was pre-recorded this year, right? Oh, they didn't do everything anything live. Pre-recorded. No, everything is pre-recorded. And it was, I mean, I'm, first of all, I don't think I've ever seen the 
DNC dump as much money into production quality as I have within the past couple of months or month at the least, including this thing, like the production quality, it was, it was pretty good for, for being, you know, something done with the government. It was pretty good. Um, the event, it wasn't good, but production quality was good. Uh, the biggest takeaway was to me was just how terribly scripted 99% of everything felt. Yeah. It was so bad. Like if, if you're watching me, Oh, it was completely inauthentic. It, I will it was, say, everything was scripted. I did see Andrew Cuomo's setup and his looked like the fake governor in Spider-Man. Like his, his looked like he had like a fake background and we've got to stop the green goblin. You know, something, <laughs> it looked really cheesy, his background. You know? It was really bad. The funny thing though, about what he said, um, he was talking about how, uh, what was it? That only healthy bodies are able to fight off the virus. However, this is the guy that takes all of these old people and puts them into nursing homes and forces the nursing homes to take them in and be there when they have COVID already. Oh, so you're, you're saying only healthy bodies and strong bodies can fight the virus, but then you're going to force and take all of these weak bodied individuals, uh -huh. stick them together when you know they have COVID. How dare you say that? that uh, how that dare you say that about that even worse. Savior Cuomo of New York? How dare you say that? <laughs> I like that he uh, called it the European virus. Uh, that was, did he really? He, I missed yeah. that. I caught it. It was like mid. I caught it mid sense. We literally just slipped from the Clippers game because NBA mm -hmm. playoffs are way more important than DNC. Let's be honest. Uh, also, greatest birthday present for uh, from the NBA. But I, I tuned in just in time to hear him say the European virus. You know, you know how he talks. You know, he has that. He has an iconic yeah. voice. He sounds like Al Pacino. If Al Pacino, like Al Pacino in the lawyer movie, is is Cuomo. That must be his like his thing. Is I'm going to be Al Pacino from Sense of a Woman or something. You know, uh, that's just the the thing. And, you know, it's it's baffling. I didn't listen to anything else. I didn't listen to anything Bernie said. or um, it, it, None of it was important. Uh, again, the biggest <clears throat> takeaway was how scripted it was. It was so bad. Every person on there, whether they were a politician or just some random person off the street, you, you I don't mind having like a scripted and guided talk or video or speech, but you, the entire time they're talking, you can see well, their you eyes know, scanning from the left to the right, to the left, to remember, the right, reading these, words off of a these people, freaking screen. These politicians are used to the energy of crowds. They're not used to, it's a whole different thing. I mean, we may be better suited to do a, a televised script because we're such experts and pros at, uh, yeah, at we're, speaking alone know, in a room. We're the best in the United States. Exactly. So um, we'll, we, we would do better. But According to that book, just... The Secret, if you put it out there, it'll happen. Uh -huh. So we are the best. Um, oh, there you go. What's it going to tell you? Um, yeah, that's enough about the DNC. I don't want to hear any of your crazy rants against Cuomo oh, again. That was very disrespectful. Please. That was very disrespectful. How uh, dare you say sure, he sure. <laughs> Anyways, um, he's done. Absolutely. Nothing wrong. He's infallible. Um, Stop being facetious. I don't know what that means. Wow. Don't, don't condescend me with your <laughs> large words. All right. So um, I saw this movie on Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh -huh. uh, the Gentleman, uh, Guy Ritchie film. Oh, yeah. How was it? 
It was great. It was great. I loved it. I've, I've got that on my list to watch. I've got that there for sure. I kind of realized something about Guy Ritchie. Him and Tarantino, I'm surprised I didn't pick up on this sooner, but this one just, just the similarities between him and Tarantino, like the style uh, from the nonlinear story to the characters, the, the loaded character, the loaded cast, um, the way that he'll have a monologue that is like from the mouth of the director coming out of a character. Um, but it's more of like a diatribe against society kind of thing. Like Guy Ritchie does that. And there was a, there was such a good scene with, um, you know, who Charlie Hunnam is. The he's, name sounds familiar, but I can't yeah, face uh, he's famous, most famous for probably sons of anarchy. The show, uh, he's, he's a biker. It's a biker gang show. I, I know the show. I like the show. Okay. Yes. I know who he is. Okay. He plays a character. His character's name, um, but he plays essentially like the right hand man to McConaughey's character, who is this guy named Michael Pearson. He's like the uh, he's like an American. He's an American who went to uh, Oxford right. or one of these prestigious British schools, and um, he came from like you know trailer trailer parks in America, but was incredibly smart, road scholar. Heads over to the UK, starts studying there sees an opportunity to start selling drugs. So he started selling weed to all the rich students in Oxford and Cambridge or whatever. And um, mm-hmm. starts making a ton of money. Um, and I'm not going to give the spoilers to the other stuff because it's important to the plot. But um, he likes to sell pot as opposed to, you know, the harder drugs because it doesn't kill anybody. So uh, he kind of has like this little criminal honor code to him. Um, and so there's a great scene where his right-hand man was Charlie Hunnam, played by Charlie Hunnam, and um, he goes to these like kind of ghetto apartments to rescue somebody. But he has like, it's like a three-minute scene where he sits down and rolls a, rolls a joint and starts going on a monologue that is just epic. And you can tell it's directly from the director. It's a, like a, <laughs> just a, it's an, to me, it's, it'll go, it's an iconic gang movie. Uh, monologue but maybe maybe it's just my take but i enjoyed it thoroughly I, I you know once again i was told by some people that it was like average but i thought it was pretty entertaining the actual film itself and loaded cast i mean you had yeah, McCon- mcconaughey mcconaughey hunnam um colin farrell um henry what's his name henry golding he's in crazy rich asians guys guys gonna be a star he's already a star what the hell um hugh grant is pretty much like the narrator of the movie it's funny and um there's a few others that i'm that i'm blanking out on at the moment but overall just loaded if you should put those guys in a movie like you know you got an all-star cast and tarantino does the same thing tarantino does the same thing he loads his film with the best actors so well i i definitely need to watch that it's been on my list since i saw the trailer for it but they dress got to it. They dress to a ten in those movies. Like they got the oh, really? cool, they got cool ass suits, man. They got cool. They're wearing like the trench coats too. Um, you know, overall, Guy Ritchie's about that life of the of the the manly man in the suit wearing the. You know, it's dope. It's he has the beer on tap. He, he kind of glorifies everything <laughs> that is known that you know that guys will look at and be like, yeah, yeah. So, All right. All right, definitely gonna watch that. Uh, speaking of shows, I just got 
into season or no episode one or two of season five from the Peaky Blinders. So Oof. I'm almost there. Also, you're kind of in the Guy Ritchie mood with the with the British gangs at the moment. Yeah, I, I love that show. I actually started watching. Uh, Michaela wanted to watch the show The Crown, so we started watching that. It's it's yeah, different. It's, it's actually it's, it's actually good. It's just a slow moving yeah, drama. It's yeah. very slow. It is very slow, but it is pretty good. So I'm not I'm not hating on that one. Uh, it kind of it's it's it, it's near the same time period as you know the Peaky Blinders. I think the Peaky Blinders takes place in like the twenties, uh, and then in like Birmingham and everywhere. The Crown is probably what the thirties. It's the fifties. 50s how do you figure i believe it's the 50s because oh because they don't backtrack uh, they don't backtrack with the father they don't backtrack well king yeah because king george the sixth died which i think he died in like 52 no but her something her father her father is the king from the king's speech you ever seen the movie the king's speech no i have wow no you need to like literally stop everything you're doing like don't go to work today and um i've got to go to work today i'm already late (laughs) No, you got, but you got to watch the King's Speech. It's that movie is incredible, and it'll okay. give you, it'll, you'll have some fun with it because, you know, in the beginning of the Crown, he's taking his daughter on a tour around the world, essentially. Mm. Well, that king is the king from the King's Speech, and he had a severe speech impediment. Yeah, uh, they think it was because his father was abusive. Is that is that what they cover in that? Um, I'm not. I don't remember the details. I just remember the movie is phenomenal. It's in the middle of World War II. So mm-hmm. he's having to rally the troops and, uh, you know, give the speech that will kind of keep his people uh, unified and uh, uplifted. Because, I mean, the UK went through hell during World War II. Um, so excellent, excellent film. But I went through a little a phase there where I was I was really into learning about the, the royals. And um, yeah, that's why I like it, though, because I'm, I'm really liking the, you know, historical aspect of it and, you know, learning the history. It's not something I really. It's really well made. The past, at least, I, I, it's really well that, made. That show is great. A like it's it's top notch. The wardrobe, the actors, the script, the, the way they shoot it, the cinematography, the directing, everything mm-hmm. is just phenomenal. It's just you got to be in the mood for it. You know? Yeah, you really have to because it, it's really long. I think the first episode was what, like over an hour long? Mm hmm. It was pretty like no, I mean, but it's an it's an hour long drama. I mean, that's like yeah, a probably episode, at least forty five minutes to fifty minutes, probably an episode, right? I think it, I think it hits like fifty nine, fifty seven. I might I might be wrong, but it feels that long. That's for sure. Yeah, let me, let me know each episode. It's crazy, but it's really good. Um, the guy that plays Philip Mountbatten is uh, the same guy that plays Doctor Who. Yeah, one of them. One of so. them. Yeah, yeah, that I, I was for, interesting. He, I forgot he his name well, though. You know, you I look like a doctor, a doctor who I, you look like a doctor who me. I'm not yeah. that into it. I liked the show. I watched them all through once up to like two or three seasons ago. And then I fought, fell off and I've never watched it since. Do you want to know who my favorite doctor who is? Who? I think it's David Tennant. This guy. I'm pulling it up. I just texted it to you. Okay. He's the one with like the spiky hair. Oh yeah, I liked him a lot. He's, he was good. He was great. Very good. Yeah, I, I mean, think he was my favorite as well. 
but I haven't really watched. I don't know anything about about Doctor Who necessarily. So I would always just catch it on BBC. Um, I would catch it on there late at night because I liked watching. I love Top Gear, mm-hmm. um, and I haven't even been able to catch a ton of episodes of Top Gear. I just it would be on BBC at night, and I would watch it when I was in college or high school. I don't remember, but um, yeah. You know what I'm into right now? What? I'm headfirst in anime. Headfirst. I, I can't get into it. I, I'm can't, like on, I just can't. I'm like on episode 30 something. And these are all short episodes, like 16 minute episodes. Mm-hmm. Of Boruto. Naruto Next Generation. It is. Man, I don't know. It is just, it's really good. I'm enjoying it. It's lighthearted, but it's still, it's a great story. You know, you just can't be opposed to the different mediums. And I guess I've never been somebody who's opposed to the way something looks uh, from a story perspective. Like it could be a cartoon and it's great and I'm going to love it. So yeah, I mean, there's um, plenty of cartoons I like that. I, there's just something about anime I can't get into. I, I don't know what it is. I, just I like never, it. I've been able to get into it. I like the way that the culture peeks out from it. It's almost like you get to kind of learn a little bit about. I mean, for the most part, these are Japanese anime. I don't know if any of the ones are not, but you get to see a bit of their culture, the way they think, their humor, through it, which yeah. is interesting. It's one of the reasons I like foreign films and stuff like that. You get to see different cultures kind of peek out. See that I that I like. I do like that. I I think it's just the the same thing with anime. The though. It's just more exaggerated. Doesn't like it. Yeah. And some, I mean, the illustrations at a certain point level up too. Like they just look incredible. Um, so. I'm loving it, man. I feel like a, I feel like a kid watching them, but not really because they they go through some complex, they go through some complex um, uh, story arcs, and um, I mean, you look at some of the story arcs in, in Naruto, and it's like literally it's Harry Potter level. It's like episode one. They they put things in episode one that come come to uh, play a role, like in the last episode of the second half of the series, Shippuden. Like it's. It's absolutely, it's masterful. Like the guy's a genius. The guy who came up with that particular show. Not right. speaking about every single anime I've seen. A, I've seen a handful. I haven't seen a bunch, but uh, I've seen like Death Note, which is excellent. Um, uh, that sounds familiar. You can catch it on Netflix. I'm pretty sure that one's great. That's like a good intro. Was it uh, like Death Note? What is is that a, about like every episode talks about a different. Death or something no, like that? Is Death that Note is about a, something else. Death Note's about an ordinary school kid who's a he's a top of his class type of school kid who uh discovers a notebook that falls from the sky and it's called the Death Note or a Death Notebook or something like that. And it has rules to them. I forget what all the rules are, but and he opens it up and it has rules and he's like, This is BS. And uh he sees these people bullying somebody and he writes mm-hmm. their name in the book. And within, and he gave like a cause of death, like I think they get hit by a car or something like that, and at such and such time. And the guy, sure enough, within like 30 minutes, the guy gets hit by a car and dies. This is an example because I don't remember exactly what the first death was. And so he flips out. But then it does this crazy twist in the story where he goes on like this, uh, ego maniacal twist where he's like i am god and so he kind of has like this god complex but he instantly becomes evil like where he wants to be the judge of the world essentially 
And so he starts putting to death all the evil people. But the problem with that is that you eventually become evil. <laughs> so actually, immediately you can tell that he's going to become like evil. And, so, uh, and it's a, it's a demon's notebook. Like the guy who owns it is like this, like uh, creature from another world. And when yeah. he hears him say that, he goes, Oh, this will be interesting. You know? <laughs> so, so you're, you're watching the anime version of it. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. There's a movie. Okay. There's a movie. Yeah, it's got, I think it's it, a movie that I watched. Oh, it's terrible. Don't watch that. Don't watch yeah, that. It wasn't great. Don't watch that. It's that's terrible. First and foremost, yeah, no, no, no. Just don't even bother with that. It's like the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, there's some things that should be left alone. It's like, that's that's my take on it, at least. Like, I don't need, I've seen Naruto. There's not a literal ounce in me that cares to see a live action version of it. There's not a little. No, I don't. I don't like it when they do that. I I hate when they when I see that stuff with SpongeBob too. They've been trying you know, to do you know, it nice with um, cartoon. You want to do real people? It's so no. stupid. Like they're they're um like they've been trying to do this with Dragon Ball Z, um forever. Or they did it with Full Metal Alchemist, which is another super. That might be the most popular of all time. Um, like from a rating perspective, like if you were had mm-hmm. to say which is the best one, and I haven't actually watched that uh, entirely, but um. They do these live action versions where these things are designed to stay in cartoon or illustration. Like, I have no interest in it. And Death Note is a perfect example of it. Phenomenal. It's like probably top 10, like rated uh, anime. And if you see that thing live action, you're like, this is the stupidest thing. And they condensed like two seasons into what, two hours? That's almost disrespectful. I say this disrespectful. You lose so much story when you do that so much. And I think the same thing with books. You want to make a book a movie? Okay, that's fine. But you shouldn't turn Harry Potter that takes you like days to read and condense it into two hours. You should at least Uh turn turn it into a TV show, which is... uh, I like TV shows because of that. Because you you get this story over a longer period of time. That yeah. you know is much more complex. Yeah, bleep bleep out Harry Potter, bleep out Harry Potter because I want I want to do that. So that's okay. uh that's a I long bleep that out. That's a goal. I don't want to give away my my ideas here. All right, well I do have to get going. It's it's uh getting a little late here. I'm past time a little bit. You gotta go to the office today. Yeah, I gotta drive to the office. Shoot. All right, man. Yeah. So. We'll pick this back up another time, but... Oh, you want to tell the audience something about uh, the sprint? We're going to try to do this every single day now for the next uh, three years. Three years now? Three years. About about a month. Yeah, we're going to do a podcast sprint where we just try and jump in here every day and record something so we're probably not going to publish all of these but some of these we might publish if it's a good conversation i think today was a, a pretty good conversation we'll yeah. have to bleep out some of the crazy statistics but uh we'll do that anyways um yeah. i'll just come in and overdub that uh but we're gonna we're gonna talk about some other things we're gonna talk about um you don't really have to bleep anything stuff in the works in today's episode yes yeah, and we don't really have to there's nothing preparatory in this no except there's for not. my there's except, not. except for my tv series yeah, that's the only thing that we got to bleep out. So, yeah. but anyways, I mean, I, I think it'll be fun. Uh, we're going to do this to try and try and make everything uh, better, make us better at getting in here, getting, you know, set up, recording, just, you know, hitting the record button and rocking and rolling and, you know, seeing what comes out the other side. That's, uh, yeah. Anything you want to add to that? 
Um, no, I was just checking my record button. Oh. All right, Always so forgetting it. So we'll pick up here tomorrow, uh, same time, probably earlier. And yeah. um, go from there. So you sprint. The goal of the sprint is to uh, just make this, you know, just work on, refine the, the old chops. And um, as we continue to grow the Midnight Exchange and uh, meet our beloved audience one day. Mm-hmm. We want to make this a habit so it's easy easy for us and it's uh something that we can continue to do more frequently so. yeah all right well i think that'll about wrap it up for today then i guess we will well we'll be talking tomorrow and you'll probably hear us at a later date and time but thank you for listening to the midnight exchange i suppose i can throw out the throughout the social platforms you can find us on twitter on t-a-c-m-e podcast stands for the midnight exchange find us on instagram uh facebook i think yeah yeah uh yeah. at the midnight exchange and then you can visit a website at the midnight if you want to send us an email send us an email at podcast at the midnight exchange and we might read it and if you are so inclined you can get to our patreon um or, did you set that up there <laughs> no we haven't set anything up yet we're, oh, we're we were thinking about which one to go with there's a All few right. different tools out there so it might be patreon oh, it might be right. something else We'll figure it out. All right. Well, this is good. So uh, you, go, you get to work, and Someone has to work around here. Yeah, I know. I'm the bacon. Well, yeah, drop some bacon on me. All right. I need some more bacon. Actually, I'm out. I don't want to buy bacon. All right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs>